Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Superview Show's Mixed Bag, coming to you live Wednesday from many caves as always. I am joined by the incredible Starfield panel of so hosts here at the Superview Show. Bill and Allie are here. Justin's taking the night off. What's going on, guys? Hello, Yes, it's December. It's and this also December. means the start of the Mixed Bag holiday extravaganza. Are we okay with me going on with something I did it, not do this morning, people? Shame! Go right ahead. Because Go before ahead. we discuss our topic, it is time for... <laughs> Always a shout out to my little sister for giving me this advent calendar. I know you're probably not watching. You're studying for finals too, like me. But once again... Thank you. So, gentlemen, since we're doing this live, I have to ask you guys, what do you think is in day number six? Is it going to be Reese's Peanut Butter Cups or Reese's Pieces? I'm going Reese's Pieces. Peanut Butter Cup. Peanut Butter Cup over split. Because I feel like I've had a lot of Reese's Pieces. I think i got to go with Peanut Butter Cups this time. Let's see. Let's see what Let's it see is. see what happens. It's Pieces. It's Pieces, people. Wow. Please purchase your bill was right shirt in the lobby. <laughs> well, Bill, I guess I could talk about a fact that I was I hyped you up about. Let's talk about gremlins. Oh, yes. Did you know it was supposed to be a darker Christmas movie? Then it was I released. I did know that. Okay. Did you know that there was supposed to be a beheading scene of Billy's mom? I knew Billy's mom was supposed to die, but I didn't know she was supposed to be beheaded. That would make a fun Christmas movie. <laughs> that would be Corey just... Spellman character was supposed to die too. Oh wow! <laughs> you get double Gremlins back. Oh, it just feels like almost like Krampus right here. The more you know. The more you know, and tomorrow <laughs> I'll be back to my normal schedule. Hopefully, posting in the morning or afternoon, starting with day seven, and Happy Hanukkah tomorrow night. Yes. Now back to our regularly scheduled mixed back holiday extravaganza. All right, here we go. Here we go. Yes, yeah, so happy Hanukkah to all our Jewish viewers out there. Um, okay, so today's topic to kick off mixed bag holiday extravaganza. For those of you who don't know, back in October to celebrate Halloween, we did the mixed bag of horrors. So if we did that for Halloween, we got to do this for the holidays. So every week of December, we're going to give you a holiday-themed episode. And instead of just like, you know, show before Christmas, we'll do a Christmas special. No, this is going to be all throughout December. Mm-hmm. Leading up so, to Christmas. Leading up to Christmas. Because we don't know if we're doing a show the week between Christmas and New Year's yet. We don't know yet. Um. So anyway... Today's topic is drumroll. <laughs> what would you like to say it, Allie? No, I was just choking in my own water, but I have to say it because I was the one that gave the idea. We are talking about the under the most underrated holiday specials that people watch. Dun dun dun. Well. And I thought this was a great idea because, you know, every year, what does everybody watch? Rudolph, The, the Grinch. Grinch, Charlie Brown, 
Best of us. Hell. Oh, Express. 24-hour Christmas story, people. But we're going to be talking about the ones that don't get a lot of love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hence the underrated Christmas title. Hey, it's a bring back of overrated, underrated, JT. Remember? We used to, with that, you're going back to like March of 2021, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, for those of you who don't remember, we did a overrated, underrated movies and music, movies and TV shows. And we also did overrated, underrated music. Remember underrated TV shows when I called out Aaron Sorkin? (laughs) For what, Newsroom? Yeah, and he never got, and he never responded. Yeah, that's all right. He'll get back to us at some point. You're on my list, Sorkin. You're on my list. Don't forget the summer music challenge. The summer we did. That's right. Wow, we've done a lot. We have a lot in the overrated, underrated department. So, Miss Sally. Yeah. Since this was your brilliant idea, would you like to go first? I would love to go first. And my first is actually a big collaboration of not one, not two, not three, but about four special episodes from a show that we loved watching growing up, Bill. That's right. I'm talking about both Christmas specials. I'm talking about the Kwanzaa episode. And let's not forget the Hanukkah episode. This is probably one of the most progressive shows to show all four, all Three holidays Imagine. in December, and to show it in probably the best way. And best I like to give a fun fact. I always talk about when I went to a Jewish convention, I met the person who wrote the Rugrats Hanukkah special, and he talked about the the Rugrats Hanukkah special, like the rival of Boris. That he doesn't have kids, which reflected on him ha- struggling to have kids of his own. I remember you telling me that. Go on. What'd you say? I said, I remember you telling us that. Go on. Yeah. Go on. Go on. I mean, each special had something unique about it. Like the Angelica, the, the, Angelica, the, Regret, the first Regrets Christmas, I think it was like. The showing of Angelica getting pulled for being naughty and all that. And all that. And all that. All that. Yes, I do remember that. I talked about the Hanukkah special. Um, the other Rugrats Christmas special with I think Dill and Kenny in it. Okay, I'm sorry. Time out for one second. I I'm hearing some feedback. Yeah, I know. I know. How? Oh. Is that coming from you, JT? Nope. Nope. Hello. No, no, go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. What are you saying? No, Ali, go on. Okay. Okay. You are right about this echoing. Feels like some spirits are coming around. Spirits are coming around. Coming around. Okay, we need to let the good. Yeah, it is coming from JT. Yeah, he muted himself. Okay. Okay, Ali, other... All right, going back on to the other Rugrats Christmas special where they went to like this Christmas village. And I think you see the babies looking at baby Jesus and each of them giving them something to keep the baby warm. I'm like, wow. 
and oh, totally it, agree. What'd you say? I said totally agree. Oh wow. And then the Kwanzaa special because it's like a holiday that people know it's a cultural holiday for African Americans, and we finally get to see what like in a younger kid's version, what Kwanzaa is about. It's just about the celebration of African American culture and how far they have come. And to anyone who celebrates Kwanzaa, I hope you have a joyous Kwanzaa this year. Uh, as do I, whatever. I just want to say, whatever you celebrate, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Winter solstice. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, winter solstice is here. Winter solstice. Or Festivus. Festivus. Because remember, a Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> we will be saying that all Chris all holiday long, all month of December. Now, anyway, yeah, um, yeah, I remember the first Rugrats Christmas special, and that Santa freaked the hell out of me. The one with um Angelica's dream. Ah, with the coal. Yes, that scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. And I remember just the I remember, you know, because they were trying to see if Sam, you know, because the because the because remember what is so great is that Drew hired someone to be Santa. Hmm. And then it shows that he didn't show up. And at the end, they're like, wait, the guy didn't show up. And that was. Oh. And that must have been the real Santa. Mm. But the episode is, you know, because after seeing the mall Santa isn't real, the adults took take the kids up to up to the cabin to have the perfect Christmas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the second Rugrats Christmas special, I like it because it really just shows you how plastic and fake Christmas can be. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Right. It just shows you how plastic and fake that Christmas can be. And it doesn't come from what's being seen, but it comes from what what your actions are. Yeah, because even at the end of the first Rugrats special, because Angelica pulls a prank on Phil and Lil, and she thinks she's going to get cold from Santa... But I like at the end when she ends up getting her gift and Santa says to her, sometimes being good, sometimes trying to be good is good enough. Wow. And listen, kids out there, behave yourselves. Be good. But still, no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. We all mess up. But you know what? Attempting to do right is is sometimes... Good enough. I don't know what you think, Allie, but... I definitely agree. I feel like 
so long as you give it an effort at least 90% of the time. And, you know, it's okay to admit your mistakes. That's being good. If you is owning up to those mistakes. Own up to your mistakes, admit them. And learn. Honestly, the best and way to on. overcome your mistakes is to learn for those mistakes. As in the words of the of Oscar Wilde said, in the wise word of Oscar Wilde, and this is one of my favorite quotes of all time, experience is the name we give our mistakes. Mm. Not right. I think that I need to deal with the Rugrats. Yeah, but, um, you know, I wanted to ask about, like, with the Hanukkah special, you said, did, um, you said the person who wrote that, him and his wife was struggling to have kids. Did they end up having kids? Or they did. No? They ended up having, I think, two kids. I think two or three. I don't remember. Yeah, because you know what? For those who haven't seen the episode, Grandpa Boris is, you know, is his rival gets the big shot in the spot in the play because he doesn't have a family, but he has a very successful business and they're fighting. But then it finds out that the reason he has that big fancy business instead of a family is that his wife was unable to have children. Mm -hmm. And what I like is that Boris, and this is probably the heart, the very heart-wrenching scene of the Rugrats Hanukkah special. This is really hard when he goes, when Boris looks sad and the guy's walking away, he goes, Boris, you're crying. You keep it. I have nobody to share my traditions with. Because think about this guy. His wife is gone. He has no kids. And I Isn't think it in the end of that to... episode, like he, that guy shares the story of Hanukkah to the babies. Yeah, they both share it. And, but you know what? I think that episode teaches a very valuable lesson, though. And that is don't always compare yourself to others because when you want what others want, they secretly want what you have. Mm -hmm. They secretly want what you have because it made it sound like that. I forgot what his name was, but it make it sound like he want that him and his wife really badly wanted to have children. Yeah. And she couldn't get pregnant or something or or was unable to bear a child. But, and you know, I think that's the lesson of it. And like I said, the more modern Christmas special, it's fine. It's not bad. It's, it's fine. I know. What about the Kwanzaa special? What'd you say? What do you think of the Kwanzaa special? Oh, again, I think I've mentioned it. It's, there's a lot to talk about with it because besides the Proud family, this was the only other Kwanzaa special that was on air. And just to think, this is Rugrats were the pretty much the first TV show to be progressive, showing different holidays. Because you got to look at Tommy and Dale. They come from a Jewish mother and, and a non-Jewish father. Mm -hmm. And their friend Susie's family 
Silver Kwanzaa. It's because we've talked about this before. This show was pretty ahead of its time. I know. You know, with the people who are shouting today, think of the children. Would you rather have your children be well-rounded and educated or be very ignorant of of the world around them? Let me ask them that. You rather shelter your kids or have them be exposed? I think being exposed would be better. But we're not. Okay. None of us are parents here, so. None of us are, so, yeah. The so, uh, Jen, you have anything to say about this, sir? No. You can unmute yourself. yourself. Uh, no, I don't have it. I never really. I have nothing to say. Nothing to say. That's okay. Okay, J-Man, you want to go next? Sure, why not? Um, um, so I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys. I prepared for this one, prepared for this one, for this one, this one. Um, but I will say, I mean, could we count Festivus as an underrated holiday? Not sure, we'll count it. Okay, I wasn't sure because this is, this is for, the, for those of you for those of you who have earned a period of time. Seinfeld is my religion. Um, it is one of um, it is one of my it is one of my one of my the shows that make complete. It is one of the things in life complete. But this is my heritage, my heritage, heritage, heritage in my house. I poll, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. I actually, I actually do, I actually do, I actually do. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Festivus is the holiday created by George's dad on, on side. On Seinfeld, on Seinfeld, on Seinfeld, and it's hysterical because Frank was try- trying to Frank was trying to get a Frank was trying to get a doll trying to get a doll for George, and he had trouble getting you know the doll and whatnot and whatnot and ba- not and basically and basically holiday was born called the Festivus. This this ep- this episode of Seinfeld hysterical and so funny. I waking up, waking up, up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. First, we have the Aaron of Grievances. I have a lot of problems with you people, and you're all going to hear about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's hysterical. I this is one of, one of my this is one of my favorite one of my favorite episodes one of my favorite episodes of the show ever too. But it's a festivus for the rest. It's a funny episode. It's a funny episode. And episode. And and to be honest, people actually consider it a real holiday now, which is you know. that is awesome. It's so, it just just cra- it just cracks it just cracks me up. It just cracks me up every time. So that's my that's my first pick. So may we say to all of you lovely people a very early happy festivus. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Y'all ready for mine? Yes, go ahead, Bill. Okay. 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 I have to start off on kind of a somber-ish note. Um, For those of you who don't know, last night we lost a showbiz legend. Yes. 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 Last night we lost Norm... Norman Lear at the age of 101. At the age of 
and all we can and, say and, is and the man lived a full life. And this morning, when I got the news, and I was thinking about what we were going to talk about tonight when I got the news. And then I was thinking, okay, there was an All in the Family Christmas episode. There was a bunch of them. The show was on for years, but there was one that stood out to me. And maybe this is cheating because it is sort of a popular episode, but it's kind of been forgotten about. But I think this episode really, really is relevant to today. And I think this is an episode people should watch. It's an all in the family episode called The Draft Dodger. I don't know if anyone here's ever heard of this episode. Allie, JT. It's an oldie. I mean, I feel like I haven't watched this one in a while. Okay. For those of you who don't know this episode, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anyway, um, it's Christmas Eve at the Bunker House. Archie Bunker, his wife, Edith, his Daughter, Gloria, his son-in-law. Yes. They are... When a mysterious guest comes upon, and that is this gentleman here, David, who is a friend of Mike, who's been living in Canada. And, okay, for those of you who know your American history, you know why he's up in Canada. Hmm. And... Okay, just think of the title of the episode, The Draft Dodger. But anyway, so Edith answers the door and goes, oh, my name is David. I'm a friend of Mike's. Oh, I've been living in Canada. He goes, well, why haven't we met you? Going, well, I've been living in Canada. But okay, well, Mike will be here soon. Make yourself at home. Mike comes in and sees David and he's happy. He goes, so you're here for good? He goes, no, I just Thought I'd come down for the holidays. Going, aren't you taking a big risk coming to the States? Mm. Okay. For those of you who don't know, during the Vietnam War, after people got drafted and they, to basically evade going to war, they basically fled to Canada. Mm. And... And then, so David meets Gloria, and then meets Archie, and and this is where things get interesting. Um, okay, they don't, aside from Mike and Gloria, nobody else knows about David being the draft dodger. Yet. Keyword. Yet. Yet. Archie has invited a friend of his, his friend Pinky, over there, that gentleman over here. Pink, now, he's invited Pinky because Pinky's alone because Pinky's son was killed in the Vietnam War. Oh. So I remember when Pinky answers the door, and I was just watching this episode today, I'm like, Okay, we got to tell you, I got to tell you all something. If you mention Steve, try to distract him, try to tell a joke or something. I'm like, who's Steve? And he goes, oh, Steve was his, um, 
only son. He got knocked off and Nam. I'm like sitting there thinking, Archie, you don't think he can hear you? You're standing behind a door. I'm sure he can hear you. But anyway, and just when Archie tells people about Pinky's son, the expression on David's face just has this look. Like, this is going to be weird. So he comes in, everything seems fine. And, you know, they're singing Christmas carols, and then they sit down for dinner. There's, they're sitting down for dinner, and, and then, you know, Art, Archie knows he's in Canada, but doesn't know why. And then he goes from... Sorry, guys. Okay, we've been having some technical difficulties tonight, so just bear with us. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, what happened was the I'm getting distracted. Um. Okay. So anyway, they're sitting down for dinner. He goes, "Well, why did you move up to Canada?" He goes, what do you got in Canada you don't have here? He goes, freedom. And he goes, well, you got just about enough freedom here. And then he goes, well, why did you live up there? Hmm. Bill, are you there? Oh. I deserted from Some, sorry, guys. Something's been wrong here. This has been a lot of technical difficulties tonight. I I don't even know what to say at this point. <laughs> JT? I'm not sure what's going on. It's like everything that can go wrong has officially gone wrong. <laughs> I'm I feel like Bill will be back soon. But yeah, I understand what he's been talking about with the whole draft thing during the holidays. I mean, it can be scary during the during that time. And I get why people would avoid going into the draft. Do you have anything to say, JT? Makes sense. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm guessing I probably should move on to the. Nope. There we go. The, he's got me back. back. Nope. He's got me back. Sorry, my internet crapped Sorry. out. Sorry, my internet. He's back, people. Okay, hold on. Any final thoughts you have to say about this? No, I wasn't even done yet. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so anyway, Archie goes, Edith, FBI, fugitive. 
do you want the FBI to come to your Christmas dinner? And then he, and then she goes, oh, Archie, we don't have enough turkey for the FBI. And then, and then Archie just blows up. Because this one point when David says, I wrote to the president, Mr. Bunker, he couldn't give enough reasons for kill for killing people that I could for not killing them. And he blows up at him and he goes, and there is a part, this is actually very interesting. If you watch this scene, Archie's lips don't, don't match up to what he was saying. Mm. Because Report when Meathead says, Arch, what David did took a lot of guts. Can you just admit that the war was wrong? And then Arch goes, I'm not talking about that war. I'm not talking about that damn war anymore. If you look at his lips, they don't match what he says because the original line was actually, I'm not talking about that GD war anymore. Mm. I don't know why they changed that. Um, some said that. It, because people were still kind of sensitive about using the, the Lord's name in vain. Others said that it was inappropriate for saying something like that about a war where young men died. But there is a part when Archie's friend is like, Arch, could I say something? He goes, yes, your opinion means more than anyone at this table. And he says to David, he goes, Arch, I know where you're coming from. My boy hated the war too. But he did what he had to do. And David did what he had to do. And I'm sure if he, if my son was alive, he'd be sitting down talking to him, and that's what I'm going to do. And he looks to David and goes, Merry Christmas. And Archie, a little confused about what happened. You know, he's, and the end of the episode, you hear carolers... In the original version, you hear them singing Silent Night, but in recent version, I, I swear I heard them singing Silent Night, but in the one I watched there, they were singing, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. But um, he, he says something to the carolers, he closes the door, and when you look on the reef, it says, Peace. And you know what? I think this episode is actually extremely relevant to today about how divided our country is, it really shows you how... It really sh shows you how relevant this episode still is nearly 50 years later. And... And what's very... And, and, you know, you could look at the two sides you know some would say oh what david did took a lot of courage what david did took a lot of guts or you could look at the other side no david's a freaking coward you know pinky son died over in vietnam and he had no choice to go over and he just sucked it up and did it you know whatever side you're on it really shows the nuances of everything and really shows about division and also fun fact here the here's an interesting fact for y'all. About um less than a month later, 
in his first after this episode aired, in his first day in office, pres President Jimmy Carter pardoned all the Vietnam draft doctors. Wow. So, David, you could have survived a couple more weeks. You could have came down. So, you know what? It's kind of like that thing with All in the Family. If you remember, our, if anybody watched our Pride Month show in June of 2022, we were talking about an episode that, that literally swinged the outcome of an election. It was a, a certain episode that aired the night before Proposition 6 which would have banned in California school gay gay folks from becoming school teachers and getting them fired. And there was a episode with a lesbian character on the night before, and it ended up swinging the election and Proposition 6 got defeated. We talked about that in our Pride Month episode last year. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, but I wonder, I, I'm like wondering here, did all in the family maybe influence President Carter to do this or maybe did he already plan to do it? I have no idea. It's one of those questions we'll never know. So guys, you have any, I know you guys probably haven't seen the episode, but you guys have any um, We did comments? discuss a little bit of it. Oh, what did you guys while my internet crapped out? Yeah. So okay, well what did you say? I didn't see it because it my internet crapped out. You're talking about the draft and stuff. The whole part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. It was a great episode. And may I say, Norman Lear, may you rest in peace. And thank you for all your contributions to television. Mm -hmm. Okay, Miss Allie, over to you. All right, we're going back. I feel like there's going to be a lot of throwbacks today. I'm going, I just saw this episode recently. It's the Family Guy Christmas Carol. Hmm. Okay, I feel like for me, although Family Guy had a couple of other Christmas specials, this one, though, was probably their best. Because pretty much Peter Griffin is in the role of Scrooge, not wanting to do anything but just honestly be at home and be a lazy person. And then he gets visited by the ghost of Patrick Swayze's past, present, and future. Well, because it was a Patrick Swayze Christmas Carol. <laughs> What'd you say? No, because Patrick Swayze did star in Chris in A Christmas Carol. Really? Who was he? He was Scrooge. Patrick Swayze was Scrooge? There's no way. Yeah, and there's also someone I know who every Christmas, her and her husband... While they're having Christmas Day breakfast, they listen to a recording of Patrick Stewart reading a Christmas carol. Oh. But I, we're talking Swayze, not Stewart, right? Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Swayze. Oh, Swayze. I'm sorry. Dirty Dancing, Chippendales. Ding. Rest in peace, Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley. I know. Ghost and all that. <laughs> oh, my love. Honestly, my answer is just watch this episode. It's hilarious. And also, they make fun of Christmas carolers. And I don't know what the song was like. Have you heard the story of the news of Bethlehem? And then, unfortunately, they got Quagmire and Joe into that carol thing. It just, I see it right it. there. Yep. I think, I know in the don't past, what'd you say, Bill? 
I'm reading the Don't Be a Dickens at Christmas. Oh, my goodness. So pretty much it goes to Christmas past. Peter, Patrick Swayze past shows Peter Griffin the past of his 60s, 70s, 80s, maybe 90s. Who knows? 60s, 70s, 80s. Oh, no, 70s, 80s, 90s. There we go. And then there's just so many running gags. Let's put it that way. The present shows the Griffins, Lois, Chris, Meg, Stewie, and Brian are at Carter Pudishman's house. Opening presents. Oh my goodness. That. The Cleveland's family listening to Silent Night. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pretty much for the whole Christmas. And then the future, Peter does die and up being part of Brian's, old Brian's farts. And then in the <laughs> end, when Peter re reclaims his true Christmas self and buys little nonsense gifts, he does one thing that Chris Farley would never do in heaven. And what's that? What do you think? Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley equals... Bill, you should know this. Working for the yes. weekend. Yes. Everybody's trying to find romance. <laughs> and everyone's wondering why Peter's doing that and who he's talking to. Oh, Patrick Sweezy. We miss you. I know. Oh, and by the way, you were showing the thing. There was like another Family Guy Christmas episode and they did like a whole course of Die Hard. Die hard, die uh, hard, pass yeah. John <laughs> McClain and his wife. I literally forgot the rest of the Christmas stuff. I hope Family Guy does makes fun of Rankin Bass either this oh, season that'd be or great. next season. That'd That's the great. next thing. Like, I want them to make fun of all the Christmas specials from Rankin Bass. I hope Seth MacFarlane's watching. Yeah. Okay. J-Man, you got anything else? You got anything? Okay. Uh, okay. I think our fearless leader here. Um, okay. I'll type it in I'll... and we'll and we'll explain what he's going to talk about. All right. Surprises, man. Mr. Silent Night, Holy Night. Are you talking the New Year? He's talking New Year. I know exactly what he's talking about. What that means. One, two, three. Eight. I didn't put that on my list, though, but I can understand what he's saying. So pretty much this takes place right after Rudolph. Christmas thing. He gets invited to go see Father Time because baby New Year goes missing and he has to go all all through time to get baby New Year back before Eon, the weird Vulcan creature. Eon is terrible. Yes. Who takes baby New Year for and pretty much stops New Year's Day from coming. So pretty much they travel to 1 million BC, 1013, 1492. 1776. Imagine they did this now. What Just don't go to 2020. 
<laughs> yes, no, no, we no, no, made no, a twenty twenty no. joke. Twenty twenty, they probably somehow two thousand one. I hate to say, will be in there. You know, twenty twenty. We hate to make jokes about times like that, but now I think it's the best way to heal is to laugh. Oh yes, and. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of us are still traumatized by 2020, but as they say, laughter is the best medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, and plus the, and, the show and shiny and Rudolph shiny New Year with Baby New Year having those cute little ears. Yeah, I've always liked it. I've always yeah. liked this. I've always liked this special. And but as you can see, Rudolph, the the baby New Year is the baby New Year is sort of going through like what Rudolph went through mm -hmm. in the first one. Yep, and one of the things I remember Rudolph telling Baby New Year is being different is sometimes a good thing. Look what happened to him. And you know, you know what I think is very underrated, what's very not talked about here? The music. Oh, yes. It's raining sunshine. It's raining sunshine. Mm -hmm. I like what he says at the beginning. Why, what if I don't find him in time? Don't. Start with the don't start thoughts. Start with the do thoughts. Mm. True. And... You know who actually did the voice of uh, Eon the Terrible? Paul Freese. Yep. AKA the guy, the voice of the haunted house. The uh, the voice of the ghost host from the haunted mansion. And I had to say haunted house. I don't know why. My, my brain is dry, people. I have finals coming up, so. And and you know what? It's just it's. A lot of people don't really talk about this. But what I find very interesting, though, is, and this is a nitpick, at the end of the original Rudolph special, he's a full-grown buck. But here, he's back to being a child. I thought he, wouldn't, he didn't become a buck, and he was still a child. No, at the end of the Rudolph special, he had the antlers and grown in yeah. and everything. Now I gotta look at this, because I thought he didn't. Listen, I'm not a deer expert, so. You are right I'm... about it. Unless he I'm lost his right. antlers, you know. I, I did hear deer can lose antlers. Mm-hmm. But the, it grows back, so. So who knows? Mm -hmm. But anyway, but what I like, yeah, but I really like this special. It really is it's fun to watch. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else to say about this or are we ready to move on? He's good. Okay. 
You know what? I'm debating. Did when you were talking about Family Guy, like I actually do have a um Seth MacFarlane thing I want to talk about. What is it? Or do I want to do uh, two other Rankin Bass specials I wanted to talk about? Which one should I do? I know which one you are gonna do. Which one? The little drummer boy. No, actually no. Mm. Okay, well since we're since we're on Rankin Bass, I might as well talk about Rankin Bass. I mean, and- Rankin Bass is you know you have the overrated specials like Frosty, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Santa Claus is coming to town. You're about Santa Claus. No, JT, we're, all... not, we're not talking about that right now. Okay. There are two, and no, it's not the little drummer boy, even though it is kind of on. Uh, I don't know. Is it underrated? Hmm. I don't know much um, about it. But I think I kind of talked about it enough. So, the two I'm going to talk about is one called. Jack Frost. Oh, really? You think? I know it's not overrated, but it's also not underrated for me. Well, I don't think it's as well. It's not as played as much during the holiday season as Rudolph. Not the Michael Keaton one. Nineteen seventy nine. And I think it is underrated for the for the reasons it's not really. Played played as much as like Rudolph, Frosty, Santa Claus has come to town or Year Without a Santa Claus. Right. So, for those who haven't seen it, Buddy Hackett tells the story of, well, Jack Frost. He's the groundhog, people. (laughs) Have you ever seen the opening when he's doing Me and My Shadow? Oh, yes. He talks about a small town in January Junction called January Junction in which people lose their money to this Cossack king called Cooper Quack. So what Jack Frost does is when he comes to win, he, when he freezes the town, they have ice money instead of real money. And one of their daughters... The this family's daughter who loves Jack Frost, and she's he saves her from Kuba Kraus and says that not only are you a magician, you're a hero. And therefore, Jack decides to become human. Because Gee, okay. Does this sound familiar? You know, I want to see where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing, walking around on those. What do you call them? Oh, feet. Yeah, I think this is like the Little Mermaid before the Little Mermaid became a movie. Mm -hmm. And also, Buddy. At least he doesn't die. Yeah, but you know what? I'm gonna say something kind of controversial. I think Jack Frost is a little more likable than Ariel is. Well, then again, Ariel's a kid and Jack Frost is immortal? Yeah, and when he goes up to Father Winter, who's also voiced by Paul Freeze. And Kubla Klaus is voiced by Paul Freeze as well, who also voices Boris Badenov, which actually does sound like Boris Badenov. And he goes, please, I want to be human. He goes, okay, but you have 
you need three things. You need to have a house, a horse, a horse, hundred bags of gold, and, and a, a wife. wife. That's four things. Yeah, okay, four things. And then by spring. By spring. And when he comes down, the girl's family welcomes him in. But she's got another love interest, the knight. Mm-hmm. And he keeps asking Father Winter to delay so he can get with her. And I'm not going to spoil, but what I do like is the climax is actually really good. Oh, yeah. It's really just so funny. And you know what? Okay, spoiler here. Jack Frost doesn't get the girl. And he ends up coming up prematurely to save him and his friend's life, who also come down as humans to keep an eye on Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Snip and Holly. Holly. They're enjoyable. Well, Holly doesn't really talk, but Holly Snip talk. is enjoyable. I love that. Okay, you. Here's what I really love about that special. That song. It's just what I always wanted. A Christmas delight. And I was thinking, like people didn't have money for Christmas gifts. So what but do you they know do? what? Even though they don't have much, it makes this community so likable. You know, because they're so grateful for what they have, even though they don't have much. And I love that point when Kuba Krause. Catches them and and Jack is going and Snip goes. What are you doing? Goes trying to whistle up a snowstorm. Goes. You might as well be doing bird calls. And he also has a dummy. Oh, Kubla's dummy. Who's named Dummy? It's dummy. He's so funny. That, that dummy is so hilarious. All right, dummy. All right, Kubla. Um, but. But you know what I like about this? Like, Jack is not angry nor bitter mm-hmm. at the fact that he doesn't get Alicia. But it really shows this, that when when Alicia's walking out of the church with the knight, her bouquet freezes. And the knight goes, who is that? And she goes, an old friend came in to kiss the bride. Like, Okay, does she know that Jack on Earth was Jack Frost? Like, that's something that always gets me. Hmm. Like, did she know that was Jack Frost? On my, on my no. Movie Hall channel production a couple of, on my channel Movie Hall's production a couple of years ago, I did the whole December talking about, about the Rankin Bass specials. Go watch that. I get more into it, but... Hmm. Yeah, so... Jack Frost, I think, is very underrated. And another one, Allie and JT, I guarantee you've never heard of this one. It's called Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. What? you never heard of this one? No. Okay, this is the one a lot of people have not heard of. And... Here's the plot. A lot of people actually think this is one of the worst ones. I actually really like it. As I call it in my vlog, it's bizarrely charming. Like, okay, 
here's the plot. It's Christmas Eve, and the ship, the Belle of Aaron, with a cabin boy by the name of Dinty Doyle, is going back to Ireland. And his captain asked him to go to this island to get a Christmas tree. And he rose to he goes to the he goes to the um island. He pulls out the tree and a storm comes out. And it turns out he releases a banshee called Mag the Hag. We'll get more to Mag the Hag in a second. But when there is a storm, after the storm, what is there? What comes after a storm, Allie? A rainbow. And what's at the end of the rainbow? A pot of gold. My lucky charms. Yeah, and so Dinty Dora goes, gold, a golden Christmas. And then this leprechaun comes, thief, back. And and then they start talking, and he writes him into TV. The name of the leprechaun is Blarney Killikalarney. And, and then he tells the story about the gold, and him and his wife haven't been speaking to each other because they got into a fight over it. And the banshee, Mag the Hag, at first I thought she was going to be your typical gold, gold, gold villain, but they make her interesting. One, she's made of tears. Mm. And you can tell that because they start making tears, like tears come down when she's talking, so they know it's a banshee. And two, and this is actually interesting, she's actually not allowed to steal the gold from them. They have to voluntarily give the gold. You know, I'm going to tell you the plot, and you guys tell me if you guys would watch this or not. Sound good? Mm-hmm. They actually have to voluntarily give the gold to her or it doesn't count. Oh. Like, oh, that's interesting. And when Blarney's telling Dinty the story, what's <laughs> this is actually funny. Like she Mag the Hag puts like a potion in the tea to make him just basically give everything away. And at first, she's like, too hot. And then she goes, blocks! I can wait for your tea to cool. And then he continues telling the story. He goes, still too hot. And he goes, when you drink that tea? And then... And then he drinks the tea. And he goes... Oh. <laughs> and he goes... Pagora! Go, wait, I never said Pagora! Put something in that tea! She bewitched it! And then she goes, yes! With a potion of generosity! Go, please! And then he gives it to the cabin boy. And I won't spoil the ending for you. But mm. how he got out was, this is actually interesting, how she got out is Barney goes to the Lord of the Leprechauns, St. Patrick, I don't know. Is this kind of a mm. racial stereotyping that you're portraying Irish folk as leprechauns? I don't know. Isn't this kind of stereotyping? Um, I have no idea. But anyway, she says, 
turn. She goes, can you show me how you turn into tears? He goes, can you show me how you turn into tears just for a second? I'll hop Lauren and give you the gold. He goes, fine. She turns to tears, and then they put a pine cone, and it grows to a tree, and that's what was holding her. Hmm. Okay, so from what I told you, would you guys give this special a watch or no? Honestly, it's a little too complicated to understand. How is it complicated to understand? I don't know. It's like, it's kind of weird in a way. The best way I described it, bizarrely charming. Hmm. It's, I'm not going to lie to you, Allie, it's a strange special. Okay. Got a kind of charm to it. Hmm. So, yeah, those are my two Rankin-Bass ones. Kind of itching. Do I want to talk about Drummer Boy? Is it kind of underrated? Hmm. This is definitely really underplayed because, honestly, again, this is something I have never heard of until today. What, what I just talk, talked about? Yep. Okay, Allie, what's yours? I'm going for another classic that's kind of very underrated in the Muppet way. The Muppet's Family Christmas. Yes! I know! Guess what, Allie? We swiped right? We did. Oh, yes, this is going to be fun. So pretty much the Muppet gang is going up to Fozzie's mom, Ma, for Christmas. When, unbeknownst to them, she's leave, she was going to leave to go to California. Is it California or Florida? I don't know. I got from Froggle Rock and Sprocket. Take the cabin for the holidays. I mean, I was to them that the, the Muppets then show up and Ma stays. And Doc is so confused of everything going to find. Watch <laughs> out for the icy spot. Oh, yes. And all the Christmas songs they sing. Oh, my goodness. It's on YouTube. Go watch it. I'm going to be watching it sometime over the holiday breaks. It is so good. And then this I think is actually we- my favorite one with the Sesame Street characters. Oh, yeah, it's the Sesame Street characters show up. It is so beautiful. Oh, and the Christmas God, the Sesame Street characters do too. Oh, my goodness. It's so cute, adorable. And then you also got the Muppet Baby cameo. Animal. 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 <laughs> and you also get a cameo from Fraggle Rock themselves, the little Fraggles. And you know, and you know what the funniest thing is? What? Mod's friend would stop Lauren Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the irony here? of it all. What are you guys doing here? They're friends of mine, Fozzie. They come visit me every Christmas. <laughs> Well, we can't take the heat. Stay out of the farmhouse. <laughs> that is our goal when we get older. Just to sit in a box and heckle people. That is Bill as my ultimate goal by the time I'm 68 years old. And he is 72. Because we're going to go to all the theaters. And we're going to sit in the balcony seats and just start heckling people. That's going to be our goal. <laughs> yes. I will put that on my bucket list eventually. Oh. You know what I also love when they do all the big that big Carol scene. Oh, the oh end. Miss Piggy, Miss Piggy just showing up at the last minute and getting stuck in the snowstorm. 
until Doc was able to get him back, get her. Even I said him, but we know it's her because it's played by a him known as Frank Oz. And you know what I find interesting? The Christmas carols they sing at the end, a, a good chunk of them are sort of lesser known Christmas carols. Really? Like the song, the Holly and the, the Holly and the I know. And I saw three ships. Um, yes. Yeah, which is, there is a great version by Sting. Who is in the police? Sting was in the police. Sure, coming soon. He was in the police. So anyway, um, and of course they end with, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, yes. And we get a camera from Jim Henson himself. Yeah, he goes, oh, they got this celebration. Come on, let's do let's do the dishes. I'll wash you dry. And I think this is underrated. And you tell me if you're thinking the same way, Allie. Because when a lot of people think of Muppet Christmas, they think of the Christmas Carol, which I absolutely adore. I, I think love of both, to be honest. I think of what? both. I think of this. And I also think of the Christmas Carol. For those of you who don't know, the Muppet Christmas Carol is probably my favorite adaptation of a Christmas Carol. Same here, and congratulations once again to Michael Caine. Happy retirement. Now, sit around and enjoy your retirement. Yep. Well, no Drink some Baileys from the rocks this time of no year. No we'll watch it. the Muppet Christmas Carol soon. Dun, 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 home, it's getting warm by the fire. But... Yeah, I, no, I I do remember this. This was always. It's on YouTube, people. Yeah, be careful. Disney might try to copyright it. Copyright, hey, copyright this. But Disney should put this on Disney Plus if they want to copyright this. Uh, uh, Bob, don't give Bob Iger ideas. He's not thinking of that. Bob Iger's working on Frozen 3, people. Yeah, so I don't think he's thinking about this. Okay. Let so. alone the next day, Muppet <laughs> Family Christmas was copyrighted on YouTube. <laughs> All right. I Are we good, Bill? We both did this one, right? Yes. JT, oh. you got another one? Or... All right. He's going to type. He's going to type. Let's see if we can guess. He's going to type. He's going to type. Oh, Christmas is alive. Christmas is alive. I knew it. As soon as I saw Rock, I oh no, the Island of the Lost Toys. Oh, oh, uh, oh. I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of this one. Neither am I. I thought you would pick Christmas in July, but explain yourself, JT. Yes, explain to the class. I've been on mute. I've been on mute this whole time. Mute this whole time. All these, these, this, this one. I have very, I have very, very, very wild, wild. For whatever, for whatever reason, it's an animated one, animated one, and it's the one, and it's like, it's, it's about, it's about like island of misfit, island of misfit toys, fit toys, whatever, whatever, from the, from the island. I forget the actual, I forget the actual plot, actual plot, but it's dating, dating. But by the toy, by the toy take. I watched it when I was young, but by the 
You know who he's voiced by? Who? Oh. Who? Rick Moranis. Hmm. He was he was he was he Rick was in Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters. So, so it's like like my my chill. So, so okay, I okay, I barely remember this. That's why I picked. That's why. I didn't think it was great. I think they were honestly just making, trying to make more bank off of something that was made nearly 40 years ago at this point. Yeah. Because like around this time, because in in the nineties in the late 1980s, Rankin Bass actually shut down. And their assets were distributed to other studios. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who I have no idea who made this, who made this, but you know, they, you know, they made Young kid on young kid on VHS. And you know what? You know what? Nostalgia is different for everybody. Yeah. Right. So. All right, you guys ready for mine? Sure. Yeah. Was it Rick Moranis? I don't know. It was either no, no, it was Rick Moranis. Never mind. Okay. Since you brought up Family Guy, I'm going to bring up another Family Guy show. I mean, another second part on job. The Cleveland Show. Oh, okay. There is an episode. It's called Homeless for Christmas. Oh. And I think this is a... Okay, I kind of enjoyed the show more more than other people did. Okay, no, the name of the episode is Tis the Cleveland to be sorry. But okay, we Okay, here's the the plot. It's Christmas time. A lot of the kids are you know, wanting gifts and Cleveland's wife Donna says And Cleveland's wife Donna says, "You guys are going to go all volunteer in a homeless shelter mm. for Christmas to learn a lesson." And while they're there, Cleveland sees that the the community really pours out their hearts around Christmas time. Like local restaurants donate really good sandwiches to the food to the homeless shelter. And he has one and he just falls in love with it and he starts becoming friends with the homeless people and he pretends to be homeless. Oh, wow. Because he thinks he gets, you know, everything. And but then when it's revealed that he's not okay, first this very funny scene when he's doing an apology tour. Ah! Which you have still not started yet. Do I have any reason to start one? Plenty. That starts next week. I love Good morning. I stand here today in a dark suit 
with my lawyer and my wife by her side, ba barely trying to concede, control her anger to say, I am sorry for what I did. And he, and he goes to like, and he like offends a bunch of other groups and he's seeing and he's going to them. He goes, I knew it when I said it. And then, and then he's, and then he goes, there's this last group, which I'm not going to say what they do, but they say, even though I do not agree, I appreciate you. Let me finish my apology tour. <laughs> and, but here's where the, the lesson comes in. And it's a very important lesson. Cleveland goes back to the homeless shelter to apologize to the people. Mm. And she offers him a sandwich. And the sandwich is crap. And he goes, wait, what, ha what happened to that sandwich? Because Okay, this is like right after Christmas. Go, what happened to that sandwich I had, I had a week or so ago here? And then she goes, that's only during Christmas. This is what the rest of the year is like here. I think this is social commentary of how people really are only kind and charitable during the holidays. Yep. And and that people only really care about the homeless or the less fortunate. Because I always feel like sometimes, because, you know, charitable giving goes up during the holidays. Right. Like November, December, that's when charitable giving, charitable giving goes up. You see the Toys for Tots, you see the Salvation Army out. Yeah, I know people have feelings about the Salvation Army. We're not going to get into that here. But once the clock turns from December to January, they're all gone. Mm -hmm. Like, I sometimes feel like people are like, oh, I'm going to be good from Thanksgiving to New Year's. And then the rest of the year, I'm just going to be an absolute asshole. Mm. January 1st. Oh, the holidays are over. I can now go back to being an asshole. I don't have to be good again until Thanksgiving. Folks, please. Don't I thought Easter. What was that? I thought Easter. When I think of the holidays, I think of, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New mm. Year's. Folks, please, don't just choose one time of the year to be charitable. Don't just be, try to be, try to get brownie points from Thanksgiving to New Year's and just be an ass the, the other 11 months of the year. Please. And I know financially this is hard for a lot of people right now, but do your best to give some money, or not even money, just, just give your time to something. Don't wait till like November and December to do it. Just do, just pit, just, you know, do something during 
do something good for someone else. It doesn't have to be during the holidays. Mm -hmm. Just, Allie, I don't know if you have anything to say about this. I mean, I know. I don't think I haven't seen this episode in a while. But in all honesty, do one kind thing to somebody every day. And it doesn't have to be charitable. You know, in the words of, you know, I think because we're in a world right now where people are just so hard and cold to each other. And please, just the smallest act, like just saying hi to someone could really make their day. So, mm -hmm. you know, as one of my favorite Reddit YouTubers, Mr. Reddit says at the end of every episode, it's cool to be kind. Yes. Um. Yeah, but um. Yeah, but this is what I like about that episode. It shows that you know it it calls out the hypocrisy of people that they're all again during the holidays they're all nice and charitable, and during the rest of the year they just couldn't give a rat you know what mm -hmm. about other people, right? And I, you know. Aside from the commentary, it's actually a pretty funny episode. The apologies <laughs> for Which will start next week. Three years later. Oh, uh, God. I, I didn't do my apology tour, did I? Comment below if you would like to hear the comments. If you would like to hear Bill Murphy do a live apology tour on Nick's bag. Who am I apologizing for? You got a list. Oh boy. All right. Okay, Allie, you got anything next? Because I think JT I got. I think we're gonna wrap it up, and I I have one more I want to do, okay. and I'm gonna do another bundle. Ooh, this bundles are fun. We are doing South Park Christmas stuff. Oh. I also want to talk about what is it? The pilot, Jesus versus Santa Claus. As well, the reason why South Park came to be, there's just a lot with South Park. It's like every Christmas episode is interesting in a way. The Woodlands Critter Christmas talks about the birth of the Antichrist, in which Stan gets involved in. And then Stan and Kyle learn what an abortion is. No wonder why this show is not for kids. Mr. Hanky Christmas. I didn't really watch that one. Bill, you could talk about Mr. Hanky Christmas stuff. Okay, what I like about this one, this was the when there was a pageant and there is a nativity scene in the South Park Christmas pageant and Mrs. Borflowski complains because Kyle is playing Joseph and they're Jewish and don't celebrate Christmas. Hmm. And he talks about a piece of crap known as Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo. And when the town is getting, you know, about what's offensive and what's not during Christmas, they just strip it down to everything. Mm. So in other words, being PC before the PC principal comes in. 
And you remember the episode with the part when they're like, welcome to the South Park Elementary School non-offensive Christmas pageant. Oh my goodness. With music and lyrics by New York minimalist composer Philip Glass. Oh my goodness. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. What is this? You, you bastard ruined Christmas. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mr. Hanky does come back later trying to celebrate Christmas in the middle of October and we know what happens after that. What happens after that? He gets kicked out and escorted into a lift. I think there's well, two. We all know Go on, The Bill? first Mr. Hanky Christmas episode that that actually was the debut of Wait! Don't say it! Don't say it! Wait! <laughs> Jesus, my friends. That stupid car. I forgot the rest, but why do we sing Kyle's mom is a stupid bitch in E minor? <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. There's two more episodes I think I gotta talk about with South Park. I'm gonna say the la- my favorite one for last. But the most recent one, Christmas Snow, again. We're going back to Tegrity Farms, where where there was I think it was a ban on marijuana sale, so we ended up doing cocaine instead. Yeah. <laughs> and then Santa got pissed off that people are getting high on Christmas with cocaine, and that he tries it and he's okay with it. And then Jesus got pissed off, and then Jesus tried it and he was okay with it too. Bill, you got anything to say about that one? I don't think I saw that one, so... Okay. All right, the last one, which is honestly my favorite Christmas special of South Park, Christmas in Canada. <laughs> so this is the episode, pretty much, where Ike gets sent back to Canada by his birth parents because of a new law, and Stan, Kyle, Hartman, and Kenny all go up to Canada to get Ike back and Cartman complains that if we're not back by Christmas, he's gonna beat up Kyle. So somehow it's like the whole Wizard of Oz in this one episode, in a way, where they go all over Canada and they try and they might be stopped by Scott, in which we know Scott's a dick. They go all over to Canada, I think, including. Um, I think the French Canada, Nova Scotia. They end up going to like the main, what they call the Emerald City. Ike was there. His birth parents were there. But the person who technically was Oz was no, no one other than Hill. Bartman. Saddam Hussein. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, the Yes, Kenny gets killed. Obviously. Oh my God! You killed Kenny. Yeah, I think in the end afterwards, they go, it's Christmas time. Cartman gets pissed. I was like, come on, come on, I'm gonna beat you. One punch Kyle, and Cartman just cries like a baby. And then they just celebrate Christmas in Canada. Hence the name, 
Christmas in Canada. Christmas in Canada. <laughs> That's it for me. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Is there anything else I want to end this on? Hmm. Okay. I'm going to pick uh, should I do Winnie the Pooh or Little Drummer Boy? What? Hmm. Oh, so let's do Winnie the Pooh because we haven't I haven't seen that one in years. Okay, Winnie the Pooh it is. Because isn't this the one where Pooh tries to get a gift for all of his friends? Not the blood yeah. of honey, JT! Winnie the Pooh and Christmas too. Okay. This is a favorite from my childhood. Winnie the Pooh. It's before Christmas and they're trying and they're making their Christmas list and they're trying to get a gift for everyone. And they all want gifts and Winnie the Pooh decides to be Santa Claus. Winnie, don't impersonate Santa Claus. Remember what happened to Jack the year before? Nightmare Before Christmas joke there. But anyway. He's going to the North. Then he ends up trying to go to the North Pole to... to get Christmas presents for everyone. And then he ends up coming back and he goes, but I didn't give you guys Christmas presents going. And going, oh, we don't need presents, Pooh. We're just happy you're here. And then Christopher Robin brings them all presents and Winnie the Pooh gets his favorite gift. Mm. Honey. Oh, I'm sorry, I barely remember this. It's you know I haven't watched this in years. Same here. We, you know who think who we think might love this? No. Justin's girlfriend, Catherine. Yes. Shout but out to it's her. Not, it's not just to her. You know who also loves Winnie the Pooh? Oh. My mom. Yeah. Shout out to your mother too. But um. But yeah, I just remember this being so wholesome and just so... How can you not like Winnie the Pooh? Like, seriously. I can guess why you don't like Blood and Honey. How can you not like the regular Winnie the Pooh? How, how can you not like him? He's just so full of innocence. I know. He's just so full of innocence. How can you not like Winnie the Pooh? People don't. And you know what? That's your opinion. If you don't like it, go right ahead. You, you know what I say to that? Oh, bother. So, okay, I I'm basically running out of steam right now. So I think that's Yeah, it. I think it's time to end it from here. First off, uh, thank you all for watching. And definitely, although JT probably has a bad computer system, I'll talk for the rest of the night here. So thanks, JT. Thanks, Bill. 
for being a part of this holiday extravaganza. Bill, I know you're going to talk about Sports Insanity Network and the Thursday Night Blitzers and the Sunday Night uh, Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Check us out. We are on all platforms. And and don't forget to check out Ali's podcast on there, The Face Turn. Yes. I don't know when we're doing another podcast, but also going back to Mix That and the Super Review Show, tune in tomorrow to see what I get in my advent calendar and tomorrow's fun holiday fact. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. Comment if you enjoyed this video and see if, and what you want to see next time. Follow and, us on all social media pages. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Do we have TikTok, JT? Soon. And don't <laughs> and don't go away. There's more holiday fun here on Mixed Bag. Coming up holiday in the next Holiday extravaganza. And we are talking that there is a good chance we might redo the Christmas bracket from last year. Stay tuned. So from all of us here on the Super Review Show and on Mixed Bag, stay, stay safe, safe. Take, take care, care and happy December.